The Ambitious Mum Podcast. Different women, different lives, different ambitions. I'm Kate Moore Youssef, and every week I'll be having honest conversations about ambition. It would have been really difficult, I think, for me to work, because also my work is word of mouth and it's mm. building up clients, and I didn't know a single soul when I moved out there. So it was more about making this kind of great life for ourselves and enjoying this time. And I think I felt when I came home, my clients are still there for me. Motherhood. Obviously, all kids are different. So my 10-year-old, she tells me everything. Mm. And sometimes it's lovely, but I don't always have the answers either, you know? And it's, it's really difficult. And everything in between. It's not about just looking pretty. It's really what's about inside. I want you to feel good about yourself. We'll explore how their ambitions and careers have evolved while being a parent. And I'll be digging deep, acknowledging the taboos, the sacrifices and the sheer grit and perseverance working mums don't talk about. And I do think with social media, like you and I, we're, we're all learning at the same pace as they are. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome back to the Ambitious Mum podcast. I am your host, Kate Moore Youssef, and this is episode five Wow, um, very exciting that I've got to five episodes, to be honest. was never expecting this. And this episode I am really excited about. I think I'm excited about them all, to be honest. Um, each one I pick a, a guest that I genuinely want to speak to and um, want to ask lots of questions to. Um, but especially this one, because Sarah and I have known each other for a really long time. We went to university together. Um, our paths have sort of crossed over the years through mutual friends and we have always loved just catching up and, and chatting and she is a makeup artist by trade. However, she has um, come up with a new concept which is really relevant to me and probably quite a lot of my listeners as well or you guys and it is a teenage well-being and as a mum of a 12-year-old girl, this is something that I'm really um, conscious of and something that I'm really interested in and want to know more about. And as a parent, we can feel quite helpless in this world of fast-moving, you know, ever-changing social media. To have something like this that can be almost like bridging the gap between the parents and the teenagers um, is, first of all, very much needed and really comforting. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Sarah is at the very beginning stages of her business, but she has such great vision and I think she's going to do really well. She's got amazing contacts. Her connections are all there. Her ideas are really, I think, I think they'll really resonate with a lot of the girls that she's, you know, she wants to speak to, but also the parents. So here is my conversation with Sarah. Now you'll hear towards the end that actually we have a catcher, I guess, online. So the first uh, bit of the, the interview is in person. And then a few months later, I caught up with her. So this conversation I had back before Christmas and then I spoke to her just before and we've had a bit of a catch-up and um, it's been great to see how it's evolved since we last spoke as well. So I hope you enjoy and as ever all the information about Sarah and her new concept, uh, her business will be on my show notes. (laughs) 
Okay, so we have Sarah Goldstone today, which is really exciting. Sarah is one of my old friends. We've known each other since university, and I don't even want to say how many years ago that was, but it's a long time. And Sarah lives in London. She's got a husband and three children. And one of the reasons why I wanted to speak to Sarah on the podcast was because she has got a really exciting project that she's just starting. So I think maybe we'll just sort of take a st- few steps back and just give a little bit of a background. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for, for being here. And so you are a makeup artist by trade. Yes. Um, you used to work in fashion. Yes. And so you tell me a little bit about where you started from and how you ended up working in makeup. Okay, so I went to Leeds Uni and I studied fashion design there. Always wanted to be a designer, fashion designer, that was my dream. So I worked firstly for um, Betty Jackson, who was a, obviously quite a famous British fashion designer. And I worked in production, which wasn't exactly where I wanted to be, but it was an amazing opportunity. And I got offered this job while I was at uni. So I did that for about a year and a half. And it was amazing, but I really wanted to be on the creative side and I wasn't. Um, I then went on and I worked for a manufacturing company in fashion. And I was designing, but it was not exciting at all. It was really kind of basic high street stuff. And I kind of got to the point, I was about 24, and I thought, this isn't where I want to be. I really want to be doing something much more creative. And so decided to retrain and kind of just picked it out of a hat, really. I was thinking, I want to be an interior designer. I'd love to be a makeup artist. What, you know, what do I do? And I felt like the training for makeup felt much easier to me. So I, I just did it. I went to college and I trained. I did a four-week course at a college in London, which was great. And I've never looked back. It was the best decision I ever made. And so you then had this new career in makeup. And yeah. where did that lead you? And what kind of things so, were you doing with that? So... It was amazing because you can kind of do anything with it, really. So I started off, I worked in a makeup shop in London in Covent Garden, and I did that kind of part time to start with. And I just slowly built up my private clients. And at the time I was, you know, 24, 25 and sort of everyone around me and my friends were kind of meeting their you know, husbands to be and everything. And it ended up that I was doing weddings, weddings, weddings like everywhere. And yeah, my clientele grew and grew. And then I stopped working at Pout got married, had the children, but kind of still had this really great client client base. And, and so, so predominantly, sorry, my, my predominantly my makeup work was always private clients, but I have done lots, I, you know, I actually assisted a fashion, um, like editorial stuff. I used to do rate, uh, things for TV, shoots. So I did that as well. But I think once the family came, it was much more about me being a mum and working the makeup around that. So I was going to ask about that. So you yeah. ended up having your first child 10 years ago? Yes. Okay. And then did you find that you were able to maintain working while you had... Yeah, I think so. I think, I, like I said, I think I had to put to bed the kind of fashion side of it, even though that was my passion and I loved like being on set and doing the shoots. But... The hours are crazy, you know, you could get like a, you could get asked to do a job like the day before and it's just, I like needed a bit more security with it. And so, yeah, I kind of just, probably after six weeks of having her, I was back doing my clients, going out, doing weddings and whatever else I was Amazing. doing. With so, the, yeah, did yeah. you ever take the baby with you or you? No, I think I've had plenty of people come to my house if ever I've not been able to get out. It sounds like a great profession to do because you are 
you literally you sort of your own boss you can be as flexible as absolutely. you want absolutely yeah I mean you can pick your, your hours you know someone can say I want to have a makeup done on this day and I said well you know I can only do this time or this time and work it around what I, how it works for me and I guess that feeling of someone coming into you and going make me look beautiful or remove this blemish or you know I'm going here and I need you know confidence and being able to see the difference between someone walking in and then walking out with what you've created yeah absolutely it's been the most gorgeous job to have I've loved it because generally it's like a one-to-one job where I'm just with one person and you know that person's most likely going to some special function whether it's their wedding or a party or something and they want to look good and so it's always like a happy occasion and it's just really lovely and special and they come away from it just feeling a million dollars which is obviously the aim yes so it's just it's always gorgeous it's always a really really happy time oh so then you had a situation where your husband was offered an opportunity to work abroad. Yes. And you went to live in America. How many? How long yeah. ago was that? So that was uh, four, five years ago. Oh, sorry, six years ago. We've been back about, we've been back four years now. Okay. And that was obviously your husband's work that was taking yes. precedent. Yes. How did that work for you because you were there you'd built your client base you were thriving with this amazing sort of flexibility Mm -hmm. with the kids and everything and did you kind of go happy or how did you feel when you got out there so yeah listen obviously with anything like that it's a really big conversation and it's you know do we do it don't we do it I mean you know not only work it's family it's everything that you have here this is your home um, for me, so my eldest was four at the time, my youngest was two, my middle, he's now my middle. Um, and you know what, it was an opportunity that we couldn't say no to. It just was such an amazing experience. And, you know, I love, I love America anyway. And we always knew it would only be two years. Um, he, I, he was told, and I was told that I wouldn't be able to work because I was on his work visa. So, and the other thing was, when we got there, the kids went back to nursery. So, like, my eldest was at school, but she was then at nursery. So, oh, it, was, wow. you know, it was half day. So, actually, I was a mum, you know, taking to school and then picking up three hours later. So, I wouldn't have really been able to work. It would have been really difficult, I think, for me to work. Because also, my work is word of mouth and it's building mm. up clients. And I didn't know a single soul when I moved out there. So, it was more about making this kind of great life for ourselves and enjoying this time. And I think I felt when I came home, my clients are still there for me. So you kind of went there knowing that you were going to be on a bit of a career break yeah. and you'd accepted that. Yeah, and actually it was fine. I was okay with it. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. That you had that opportunity, you knew yeah. what the situation was um, and that's it, isn't it? You know, if you knew you were coming back, those clients are always going to wait for you. Yeah. So moving on to where you are now and can you tell me a little bit about this new project and where it started and and why you decided that you wanted to start something new? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, came back from America, had another child, um, you know, obviously let her grow a little bit. And then I did feel like I wanted a bit more out of work. When I came back, it wasn't probably as easy as I thought. Um, There were a lot more makeup artists when I came back to London, you know, social media, Instagram had suddenly taken off. And actually, I wasn't the only makeup artist around. Whereas actually before that, obviously, I wasn't the only one. But within kind of my network, there were probably three to choose from. And I came back and suddenly there were like... 10 or more I guess you also there's the wannabe makeup artists that are just kind of on YouTube doing the tutorials on Instagram and they're not trained makeup artists no and that's a really different thing so 
Yeah, so I started doing lessons. So I was teaching groups of people. I kind of started that up and it was a really nice thing to do and a social thing and people actually got to learn and I'd give them, you know, I'd tell them what products they were right for them and all that kind of stuff. And it was great. And then I got asked more and more to do lessons for teenagers, you know, as young as 11, which is not even a teenager in my mind. It's, you know, it's young. And... I went and did a few and it was fine and it was great and I got asked more and more and then on the other side I've also got my daughter who's 10 and sort of slowly getting into that world as well and being aware of social media and influences and different you know different things and yeah I just suddenly thought there is nowhere that a teenager can go where it is age appropriate so you're in a setting that is solely for you you know adults can't come in and have services done yes they can be with you but they no the treatments are not for them at all um and yeah I just felt like this is missing there's a gap in the market and I want to try and tap into that and kind of use it to my advantage you know I'm obviously trained I, I can educate I can do all that stuff so yeah smudge was kind of born created um so for me smudge is a place where teenagers can come whether it, I don't know what it is at the moment at the moment it's kind of it's just out there um, I feel like I'm going to let it grow um, organically I'd love to see it at one time as a kind of salon somewhere where people can come along have treatments done and the other side of it is the mental health which mm, I feel very strongly about yeah. so with social media um, you know affecting our children in a way they don't quite even understand and we don't understand it's a really scary time you know, it is, it's that unknown, isn't it? Because we are the first absolutely, generation. Absolutely. Um, you know, there are influencers, like you say, who aren't trained. They're not professionals. They don't know what they're doing. They like makeup, but they'll do it in the wrong way. It's not age appropriate. You know, like an 11 year old girl could look at a 25 year old and watch mm. what she's doing. Think, I want to look like that. I want to contour and do this, this and this. But actually, you're going to look, you're going to look dumb. I mean, it's just not the right look. It's not the right message to send. So, yeah, that's kind of where I want to go with it. And I want to have external people come and run events and workshops on you know everything and anything from anxiety to body image to skincare, um, I know, love all it. that stuff where they can just be educated in the right way and by the right people. So at the moment you are only based in London. I'm in London. Yes. Okay. So. Well, I'd going back to sort of the mental health and the well-being side mm-hmm. and being. I guess it's sort of now that we're sort of grown up mm-hmm. yes. we have to admit it that we are grown ups yes. we've got children and we have got this responsibility now when we've got daughters mm-hmm. and I think another sort of layer to this podcast is to sort of help empower and show other women who are maybe at the sort of lesser stages or the mm-hmm. beginning stages of being mums mm-hmm. of their careers and wanting to know how to navigate working and having a career and everything mm-hmm. and having children And I guess all the things that we want to educate them with as well, because they see this very sort of glossy image from probably from social media or just working in an office or working in an environment where a woman comes in and they leave, she leaves all the sort of family baggage behind and all the younger um, employees can just sort of see as this woman having it all, being able to cope with it all. And um, I want to be able to sort of just kind of like break a few barriers down and say, actually, it's not as easy as it looks. Or there's certain sort of limitations or there's certain sacrifices that need making. And be able to say it's actually okay. Because it's, you know, certain things happen at certain times. Sometimes we have to be patient. Sometimes we have to wait for the process to unfold. And 
that's what I love about smudge is that you're hopefully teaching girls that there are there is another world out there apart from social media and there are other w- ways to learn so going back to my original question of the well-being mm. what where do you see that moving because there's the whole exterior makeup thing and actually sort of delving a little bit deeper yeah yeah, yeah so the makeup side of it is I don't want to just create a space where Girls can come, and guys, if they want to come, you're obviously so welcome as well. (laughs) It's not about just looking pretty. It's really what's about inside. I want you to feel good about yourself, and I think part of that is, you know, putting your face on and, you know, just enhancing yourself in whatever way makes you feel good. But really, it's about what goes on inside and about, you know, people that can really help you and kind of teach you in a way that's not like, oh, your mum's, you know, sent you to see someone about, you know, your anxiety issues or whatever. And it's much more of a kind of free space where, yes, you can come along with your mum or you can come with a group of friends. And it's kind of just a really relaxed place where you can feel safe and educated. I think that's the thing, isn't it? There's that knowing there's a safe space for the girls and boys mm. to be able to talk about what they're seeing online, yeah. what they're seeing within the peer group, and actually knowing that they can speak the truth and be authentic yeah. and say, actually, I don't feel comfortable when I'm expected to to look like this or to do that. Yeah. And I, talking about the pressures, because they don't talk... I mean, I've got a daughter who's about yeah. to be 12, and yeah. I know that they don't really talk about it. Yeah, see, it's interesting. And I think, you know, obviously all kids are different. So my 10-year-old, she tells me everything. Mm. And sometimes it's lovely, but I don't always have the answers either, you know? And it's it's really difficult. And I do think with social media, like you and I, we're, we're all learning at the same pace as they are. And actually, I think they're a step ahead. Yeah, 100%. Um, so it's all about kind of knowing you know how how we can deal with it and what we can do you know even for me I feel like I need an external person to come and help me yeah so I think it's I think it's going to be really interesting um and there are plenty of people who want to get on board and kind of work with me on it which is great um you know from all aspects um you know and actually I've got this workshop coming up Mm, tell me a little bit about that so the work so you know, I kind of launched Smudge and I, you know, wanted to start something. And I was looking at doing a kind of a pop-up for a couple of weeks over Christmas. And it ended up, for whatever reason, I couldn't find the right location. Um, and actually, I feel much happier with how it's ended up. It's ended up being a one-afternoon event, mm. which for me feels a lot more manageable and easy. And it's my first kind of step into the the business. I feel like it's a great, a great step. So I've got an afternoon workshop, which is a two-hour period. And I've got... 30 kids coming, kids, teenagers. Um, and there's kind of a yoga workshop, a yoga session, which is amazing because I want them to be able to feel one relaxed and in tune with their body, but also, you know, a way of being fit and healthy and kind of yeah. you know, putting that out there. And then I've got a, a nutritionist doing a healthy food demo, like an interactive one. So they're going to be chopping and mashing and making healthy, healthy things. And then I've got makeup demo, uh, nails and hair and it's kind of going to be like a rotating class where you go from one to the other and just a place where they can just actually go have fun there's no parents there it's just a place for them brilliant it's it sounds so it's, amazing it's going to be great and from this this event you know in the future i'm you know i'm thinking already 2020 i'm going to probably do at least three going forward you know one early next year one in the summer whatever and then we'll just sort of see how it grows and develops and I think it's it's just making it normal 
to talk about these things yeah. and and it not being like oh you know um yeah. you know sort of that um that taboo absolutely of, of talking about what they're worrying about and their anxiety so this so you, you had this concept in your head how long was it sort of sitting there before you decided that you wanted to actually take action and do it um, probably not that long maybe kind of six months or so and I can't, you know, I didn't know where I'd go with it. And so I started kind of going and doing a few lessons with teens. And then I just thought, there's got to be something. There's got to be a place, somewhere they can go. So, yeah, it kind of just developed from there, really. And, and like I say, when I first planned it and wanted to do it, I sort of saw it as a shop, as a location, something really cool and fun that kids want to just, even if they don't have a treatment, and even if they don't go to a workshop they can just come along and just hang out there and be, you know, on a weekend, what are you doing? Let's go to Smudge, let's go, we'll get a healthy shake or whatever's there on offer. Mm. I would say, you know, I'd like to see it selling makeup and skincare and, you know, things that teens kind of need and, and want. So how do you make that very clear? I mean, it's, the, bl- the lines are very blurred because you want to encourage this sort of body positivity but it's also that body neutri- neutrality, neutrality what the, what's the word? You mean nutrition? <laughs> no, so like being neutral oh, about neutral, their sorry. body. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. Not almost taking away that obsession yes. about what they look like. Yeah. And how do you make that divide between talking about makeup and nutrition and, and looking great, but also removing yeah, and just that and just being, being happy yeah. with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think the nutrition side of it for me is actually just about knowing what is good for you. Not, not, not diet, nothing to do with diets at all or losing weight. I really don't want that to even come up, you know, in conversation because yeah. it's not, it's not at all what we're at about, but it's about, you know, things like food that's good for brain power, things, you know, food that's going to keep you going when you're doing an exam, you know, you know, all that kind of stimulating foods, stuff like that, things, foods that keep you hungry for longer so that you don't want to go and snack on a bar of chocolate and instead maybe yeah. you have a carrot. And full for longer, not Whatever. hungry for longer. Sorry, full for longer, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, for me, that was what the nutrition side of it was. Um, and the makeup side, like I said before, they're going to, they're going to, Go on Inst- they're going to go on Instagram and YouTube and follow someone anyway, right? Mm. So if, if we could be there instead of that or as well as and just show them in the right way, the right products, the things that are going to be good for their skin and do things in the right way. I think also from a hormonal perspective because what yeah. they're going through from the age mm-hmm. of sort of 11 and 12 hormone-wise is knowing how to eat properly to manage the hormones or to kind of improve mood and to prevent, yes, you know, yes. those kind of dips. Yeah, and I think also, like you say, for them to just realise that it's okay to feel the way they're feeling, yeah. like that's fine, and you're not the only person out there that feels like that. Um, yeah, so just to have people come in that can really get through to them and it doesn't have to be a boring talk it can be some kind of interactive workshop Mm. you know like what I'm doing for this event at Christmas you know in the future I might do something that's completely different you know I've got some stylist who wants to come and do like a fashion styling event with me so I could do something like that maybe have a boxing class and then a something else you know you could just kind of really include all different aspects into it and make it a really fun diverse 
And I think with teenagers now, they need that diversity and the and to keep their interest peaked because they are so used to just scroll, scroll, oh flick, flick. Yeah, they yeah, can, yeah. They, you know, they and get whatever they want. The, exactly. They touch a button, you got it. So I think yeah. definitely the angle of having really different things going on. So yeah. the minute they get bored of the styling, they've got boxing and they've got nutrition Absolutely. and this, and then they, yeah. they, they don't know what they're going to get each time. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I think it's going to be oh, amazing. I'm really, you. and I'm, I'm excited you. from a mother's perspective from a parent's perspective because it is needed and I sort of see that with my daughter I've got two other daughters underneath her and I kind of think this is what we need to be seeing more of to be able to give them this education Mm -hmm. and make them feel that it's okay to talk about these things it's already normal and to have like this sort of safe space so where would you where do you see I mean you sort of mentioned before but where do you see it growing and would you like to would you take it nationwide would i mean look you know obviously it's very very early days at the moment so in my mind i feel like i need to kind of just let it grow organically like i've said because i don't know where it's going to be may maybe i wouldn't end up having a shop off in the end who knows it could be more of an event thing or it could be part of something else or a concession within something else i just don't know if i was to have this shop that i would dream of and think it's you know a fabulous place that you know, it's a location, it's a destination, it's somewhere where kids want to come and be. Listen, if I could have the one, I'd love to then have more mm. and have them, you know, sort of spreading in London and then, out, yeah, absolutely. And who knows, it could go Manchester, Leeds, wherever, and then America for, you know, why not? Right? Why not have these amazing ambitions? Absolutely, why not? And I kind of, I could see it. I can sort of see it growing and being something, but you know we're a long we're a long long way off well I'm excited to have had you on today because I really hope um it does do all these amazing things and wishing you so much luck and success and I can't wait to come to one of the events absolutely and bring my kids and yeah we will be spreading the word so we'll link everything into um into the show notes makes me laugh every time I say (laughs) that but I will and um I'll make sure that we've got all the social media but you're on Instagram I'm on Instagram, yes. Smudge. Smudge Salon. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah, for telling us all about this and I'm excited to see what the future holds. All right, amazing. Thank you. The Ambitious Mum Podcast. so we have um sarah goldstone back on the podcast and i've not done this before because um when sarah and i first spoke it was a few months ago um it was definitely about three months ago and she was sort of just at the beginning of her business idea concept and she hadn't launched her event yet with smudge and quite a bit happened since we last spoke and i thought it'd be really interesting to almost do a bit of a catch-up and find out how things have evolved since we last spoke so we instead of instead of our last meeting we were in um it was real life it was face to face this time we are on zoom so you might notice that there's a slightly different kind of audio output so hopefully it's still clear but just wants to let you know so hi sarah hi kate <laughs> welcome <Nice> back <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to do this. And I'm really excited for um, the listeners to hear what's happened since we last spoke, because I think what could happen with some of my guests is that they hear from them and they don't know what um, what's happened. And, and with your situation, you are just setting up a new business. And you've got a new concept. And I think it's great that we can kind of do a little bit of a check in and, and find out what's happened since we last spoke. 
So yeah. tell me, you were telling us before that um, you were doing the event for the, for the teenagers yeah. and you had yeah. an idea of how it was all going to go. You've had the yeah. event. What's, what happened? How did it go? So had the event, it went really, really well. I really, I was so pleased with how it kind of went down. Everything kind of ran really smoothly. And it was sort of, I kind of really gave myself a pat on the back. I just couldn't actually believe what I'd pulled off and I'd actually managed to do this. Um, so it was great. I had 30 girls came. It was a sellout. Um, they kind of went from one activity to the other. So they had yoga. They had uh, healthy food uh, sort of demonstration that they did with a nutritionist. They had makeup, uh, tutorial, hair and nail sessions. And it just ran really, really smoothly. All the girls were really engaged. Uh, they felt like, you know, I felt like they really got quite a lot out of it. Um, what kind of I, feedback did you get from the so girls yeah, and maybe from the parents? So the feedback, you know what, it was really tricky to get feedback from kind of 13, 14 year old girls because it's quite an awkward age really. And mm. I felt like they sort of did the event and then they just kind of wanted to walk, you know, they wanted to go and, and chat and do whatever they wanted to do or just go and be with their parents. Um, so I did a feedback form that I did on the day and I tried really hard to get as many girls as I could to kind of fill this form out and I offered a prize and, you know, did this whole thing. And I got nine responses, which is not bad. The responses I got were really positive, really great, um, and actually really honest. Um, so there were a couple of elements that the girls maybe didn't find as engaging as they thought they would have done, or you know they said the ones they did find engaging and things like that. So I did get great feedback, and it kind of just and and then from the parents, I got really good feedback, great feedback. Um, just really lovely comments and it kind of just it makes you feel great it makes you feel like actually I'm doing something really good something that's needed and you know something that's definitely a future for as well and I guess it gives you the confidence that you're on the right track that you absolutely. what you envisioned is is taking you down the right yeah, route absolutely and listen it wasn't perfect obviously it was my first event um but you know you learn from it and I'm, I'm so I've got another one that I'm doing in March, which is sort of I'm saying nearly, nearly all sorted. So I've got a couple of elements that I'm just waiting for confirmation of, but it's going to be really exciting. Again, it's going to be different. So I want to include kind of three elements to it, but incorporate different things each time because there is just so much scope with this business and so many different elements I could bring into it. So you know, last time I said I had the yoga, whereas this time I've got a teen fitness trainer who's coming and doing a training session with the girls. Um, and then I've got another element, which is hopefully going to be a stylist, um, a celebrity stylist coming along and she's going to bring her teenage daughter and who's going to be her muse and she's going to dress her and talk all about body image. Um, you know, and there are just so many options and things that I could do with this. It's really exciting. Um, is this that's that. going to be in London? It's going to be in London again. It's a different location. I've got an amazing location this time. Not that the other one wasn't, but this is also, it's actually a slightly bigger location. So the pop-up could potentially be bigger. Um, it will still feel intimate and actually it will still be quite, you know, like, like reasonably small, um, small group sizes as well. Um, it's actually in a PR agency's office. And the great, great. thing about that, that she's, you know, she's sort of being amazing about it and she's got products and, you know, lots of marketing ideas and things like that. So really exciting. Um, and so can we talk about the well-being side, sort of maybe the mental health well-being side, which is now yeah. what you mentioned before that you're still very passionate about. What kind of element yeah. would you be bringing that um, to that well, the event? So this particular event that I'm doing now, so the fitness side of it for me is all about, so the, the team fitness, she's going to bring into it 
you know, her kind of talk on being healthy, being fit, being active, keeping your heart rate up, so that kind of thing. And then as well, the stylist is going to be talking about body image and about accepting yourself for who you are, different shapes and sizes, and just kind of that's the element of mental health. Because I feel like with teens, with us as parents, we could sit and listen to a lecture or listen to a talk, but the girls don't want to do that. You know, they're much more, they're going to be much more likely to be engaged by having someone, you know, kind of doing something interactive with them, something visual, something they can see, and actually, you know, something that, that they can really relate to so i thought sort of having that teen the stylist with her teenager would be a great way to do that brilliant it sounds amazing tell me um we were just speaking before about um i guess how the business is evolving and how you had a certain idea in your head before yeah which we yeah. talked about and now you've got different thoughts and i think that's really important yeah. that we talk about because you know, when we set up a business and we have all these ideas and then they do change. And I think you're a great example to, to tell everybody yeah. about that. Yeah. And I think also what's important is that when I first kind of came up with the idea of it, I felt I don't want anything set in stone because, you know, it is a new business and it sort of could go in many different directions. Um, so originally when I set it up in my mind, I kind of felt like, yes, I want a location. I want an actual shop somewhere where you know the girls can come to they can book appointments it's like you know there's a sort of face to to what this thing is um but actually now i do feel quite differently and i feel like i don't actually want to go down that road for many different reasons but i feel i think i want to create more of a platform so a sort of an online uh, you know members subscription model where it will sort of have three elements. So one, I will always go and do the pop-ups because I think it's really important, like I say, to have a face to what I'm doing and actually just to have, you know, sort of a, a, a somewhere people can go and experience something for themselves. Um, then I would like to have sort of the content side of it. So get, you know, have things like blog, have a blog, have external people come in. So all different types of people, all the mental health sort of side of it. So body image coaches, anxiety, coaches um you know teen fitness people yoga and sort of run videos and tutorials with makeup artists hairstylists whoever it might be so anything really it's a massive massive um scope that i'm talking about it could be anything in the mental health fitness and beauty industry um to sort of have that element to it and then also have possibly hopefully an affiliate shop so sort of products and things we're talking about you know, really just to be able to buy those products through this kind of online forum. So somewhere where actually teens and parents can go onto and kind of get information and, you know, products and information that they need. I think that's great to hear because I know you're focusing on the, on the girls, but also from the parent perspective. So yeah. to, you know, to keep on top of what teenage girls are interested in and what they like, and I guess all the different terminologies and everything, parents need a resource. And I guess if there's something quite, um, it's something quite nice about knowing that they, it's the same resource for, for your daughter and for yourself. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. there's ways of everyone interacting together exactly exactly and i think you know listen i haven't created this platform yet but i've kind of got ideas of how i want it to be but i think you know there could almost be a, a section of it that is for the teens but another section for parents and you know there's questions that can be asked and you know hopefully get you know you can get the answers and all the information you need in one place and it's really about so you know when i first started i wanted a one-stop shop 
Um, but where I'm going now, it's still a one-stop shop. It's just not a physical one-stop shop. Yeah. So, but I feel like it's actually more accessible for people. And actually, it makes the pop-ups more exciting. And it could even be, you know, that I franchise those pop-ups and they could be in other venues, in other locations and not just in London. So that's sort of something I've also thought about. So you're creating a smudge umbrella and you're going to be have lots of different experts and spokespeople and all sorts of things underneath that umbrella. And yeah. people have got access to that. And yeah. um, knowing you, I'm sure it's going to be all very amazing, like cool branding and everything. It's going to look fa- fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting. And I can see how, you know, you've, you've got this buzz about you now. And it is, you've kind of got a bit of traction from the event that you did. You've got the next yeah. one. So when is the next one? Because what I'll do is I'll put a link um, and I, I'll make sure it, that you've got, um, you've got that on the show notes. Yeah, definitely. So it's on March the 14th, which is a Sunday. Sunday um, and it's in Finsbury Park in London. Okay. Uh, and I will send you the link once I've sort of set up the uh, Eventbrite ticket information I will send that through to you as well okay fantastic and has this been keeping you busy and how have you have you kind of just been like getting ideas popping into your head the whole time yeah absolutely yeah definitely definitely so I've kind of just got a list of all the different elements that I can add to the events because you know once I've done this one I'm going to start start going forward with one for June it's kind of in my mind I'm kind of thinking every you know every four months or so I'll I'll do a pop-up and I want to keep them different. I want to keep them exciting and sort of, you know, really the girls, some of the girls that came to the last one can come to the next one because it's not the same. It's going to mm. kind of be different time and you can learn lots of different skills and meet different people, you know, so I think it's going to be really, really interesting and exciting for them. And would you, do you have any advice for any women who are, have got an idea and, you know, how, where do you go from when you have that sort of brainwave of the idea to putting it into action and have you got any advice for anyone that is sort of sitting on an idea and is sort of maybe a bit nervous a bit worried a bit scared to just push it forward yeah yeah well I think so for me it wasn't I've had a couple of different ideas to be honest with you in the past and you know I kind of gave them a go but I think you've got to really feel it like you've really got to feel it in your gut and think you know I'm actually this can be something I can do something with this I think also it was related to what I was doing before, obviously, as a makeup artist. Um, and, I, and I felt a need for it. I felt like there is a space for this and I really want to make this happen. And listen, I think you've got to give yourself patience, give yourself time, don't rush anything. And so like I said with you with this business, it's growing organically and I'm really, really happy with that. Like I think if I'd, I'm not the kind of person that can make a business plan and follow it through, that's just not how I work, I'm creative. You know, my husband would sit down with me and sort of, you know, write down all these lists of things and the way to go through it. And it's just, that's not how I work. I can't do that. I don't even keep a diary where I'll like mark off things I'm doing. I'm just, you know, I'm very with the way I work. And so I think just work to how, you know, what your abilities are and what works for you. And everybody's different. But I would definitely say be patient, give yourself time. And if you believe in something, you know, just go for it really. And just also speak to as many different people as you can and reach out to as many different resources as well as you can, because I'm still constantly like just looking for different people who can inspire me or maybe be, you know, be interested in being involved in Smudge in some way. You know, I think as many people as you can, who can help you get all that help you can get. I mean, I've reached out and spoken to so many different people 
you know, for all different reasons. I've spoken to somebody who's got an amazing sort of website, which I, I think would be brilliant for me to try and do something like that with Smudge, um, you know, makeup artists, hair, hair people, all the different sort of mental health people. You know, there's just, the list goes on. But I think advice and help and, and just, yeah, don't, don't be afraid. Just try. What's the worst that can happen is it doesn't work out. That's great advice. I think that's really inspiring. And so what I'll do, I'll make sure that all the websites and, and links and everything are on the show notes. And um, I'm excited. I can't wait to see where Smudge goes. Thank and I will you. be following and, um, you know, come to Manchester for us. We've got loads no, of girls say, here. Just, I'll come to Manchester one day, for sure. Definitely. Good. Because I think there's a lot of people listening around the UK that will be kind of going, yeah, come to my city. So definitely um, we will be watching and uh, hoping and wishing you lots of luck. Thanks, Kate. Okay, thanks, Sarah. Take care. So that is this week's episode done. I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'd love to know if some of the insights resonated with you or if there were some takeaways that you're possibly able to apply to your life. I would really love to hear your feedback and perspective on today's conversation as well. Perhaps we talked about a topic that sparks something within you, or you have something to offer to the other listeners. Either way, I would love to hear from you. In order to help grow the Ambitious Mum community and allow the podcast to be heard by other people, please do rate, subscribe and share it across your social networks. This will really help with the visibility of a new podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Coaching by Kate and do use the hashtag The Ambitious Mum Podcast so I can find your comments easily. So please do get in touch if you have any more to say. I'll also provide all links to my guests and my contact details on The Ambitious Mum show notes too. See you next week. Thank you.